Hell yeah. So that's it. I just get a point. I, th- I yeah. thought maybe we were doing music and stuff. Well, now. They're, they're, I'm what? doing music post-production. With Mike on the phone, it's what post-production. A f- what a fucking disaster. Welcome to Football and Other F-Words. I'm your host, Mr. Lebowski. I'm back for myself and post-hiatus last week. Zach and Mike were kind enough to uh, host the podcast last week, and I'm glad they did because they went to training camp and I did not. It would have been absolutely useless in front of a mic. Uh, speaking of Zach, I'm joined by Zach. He is our producer and co-host. To my left is Internet Keith. And joining us by a telephonic device is Mike Miracles. Appreciate you being on. Gentlemen, the only thing I want to discuss tonight, 30 to 50 feral hogs. Yeah, what, what is this? I've that? missed this too. <laughs> I've, I've been out of the loop on a lot of stuff so, this week. So uh, let me let me, let me me throw it out there. I think this is my understanding of it. There's 30 to 50 feral hogs that are going to storm Area 51 because they want to know about the I aliens. Love is this right? Explanation. Mike? I don't think that's correct. Mike, no. tell us what 30 to 50 feral hogs means to you. <laughs> well, I kind of believed well, you had answered it for a second. You tell the, what it really means? You have, you you have five seconds. Get it out of your mouth. Uh, it means Four. that the hogs are here and they want to be bacon. <laughs> so in all seriousness, without trying to make this too depressing, obviously we've had some gun violence issues in this country. Someone made a comment on Twitter to a reporter that when you first read it, it seemed like a joke. But the more you read it, you realize you think this guy's serious. The guy basically wanted to know that at any given point, 30 to 50 feral hogs will show up at his yard. How is he supposed to defend him and his children against these hogs? <laughs> to which someone wrote one of the funniest tweets I've ever read in my life. I don't have it, so I'll just have to just kind of go with it to where this guy is standing, staring dead-eyed at the horizon, <laughs> watching the sun go down, smoking as he can hear distant oinking in the distance approaching. I, I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll find the tweet and link it to us so you all can find it. It was one of the few tweets that has actually caused me to laugh seriously out loud. Mike made a joke on Twitter about the lunchroom thing that's oh, been yeah. going on. And <laughs> I basically said that the only thing standing between me and the lunchroom table was my <laughs> cold metal tray. And there's 30 to 50 feral hogs that are on camera. So anyways, it's called insane. Twitter is run amok with feral hog talk. And uh, that's why we're here tonight. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I, I do want to talk about uh Marcus Mariota and should he play in the preseason so let's go from there Uh, I mean yes he should play in the preseason obviously I feel like he should do a quarter two quarters two quarters and a quarter on the all four games a whole quarter yeah I I, well maybe I mean a few drives but I mean sometimes two or three drives is all the quarter is anyway um but I I think that if you're scared of him getting injured it doesn't matter. You can't predict it. I know it. his chances go up, but that just means, okay, if you delayed it one game, that just means that uh, you're delaying it one more time in the season. It's eventually going to happen. Some things are just inevitable, right? Hmm. Mike? I, I think I think Mariota should play in the preseason just simply because I, I think you've got to get him some sort of reps and some sort of, you know, real, you know, exposure against against opposing defenses in a real kind of game situation you know he's still getting used to adam humphreys he's still getting used to uh you know some of the targets getting reunited with delaney walker seeing how everybody fits into this offense together i think getting him a few game reps and that doesn't hurt i wouldn't go so far as to say a full quarter this first game i think if the drive lasts more than three or four plays you go have him do the first drive get him out of there 
kind of, I, I like the schedule that they used last year, honestly. Don't play them at all in the fourth game. Uh, but frankly, you don't want to put Tannehill out there for, you know, a shit ton of snaps either because that dude is injury prone too. And, you know, our, if you lose him, all of a sudden your backup quarterback is Logan Woodside for the season behind one of the more injury prone starters in the league. So I think you've got to play all these guys. If they get hurt, they get hurt. But I mean, you know, that that's just a risk that's going to going to happen here. But you play it, play Mariota a little bit, get him out of there once, once you feel good about it. I, I echo Zach completely at this point. <laughs> you either have to take the damn Ferrari out of the driveway and drive it and not worry about wrecking the thing. And, and I completely agree. There's no point in holding back on Mariota for the risk of a preseason injury. The think those things are out of your hands and you can't take into consideration the injury prone quarterback. I think uh, I, I like your play schedule. I, I don't disagree that, that a quarter is too much or that a full quarter is too much. I'm going to see a full quarter. I, I think it's time to see what Mariota can roll out of a full preseason into the regular season and just go for it. I, there's no time to sit around and wait and see if he's going to get injured. And it's for his benefit too. Like Mike said, new weapons, new scheme. You, he hasn't been challenged yet. We haven't had our joint practices yet. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a benefit for him in that he gets reps on the field. Keith, yeah. does this know. do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to play him a ton. Obviously, you need to build chemistry and all that. I want him to start all game four speed. quarters. Yeah, you want to? <laughs> Ones. The whole I, game. Actually, I'd like to start him at running back, too. But, um, um, but yeah. Also, I want to see what Logan Woodside yeah. has to offer. So, I uh, I think we go, you know, one, one or two drives, probably the first game. No playing him in the last game. But I don't know. So I, I feel like if it if it looks good, if what you, the product on the field on offense looks good when he's in there, then I'd be okay with the fourth quarter being you know taken off, uh, or the fourth game, fourth preseason game being taken off. But I mean, I I need to see some tangible improvements in all facets of the game that he is allowed to show. If the offense continues to struggle and he never gets into the red zone for the first three games, I mean that's not a good sign. He mm -hmm. needs more reps, in my opinion. So I mean. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Mike. One one thing on that. So I, I don't think any – I'll have to go look, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not a single starting quarterback actually played in the fourth preseason game for any team last year. It's just nobody does that. Um, but I'd be pretty surprised if they did play him in that one. But the, the other part of this um, – I've completely lost my thought. Back to you. <laughs> and, Dope. and there it is, folks. That's what you turn in for. Uh, we, we could go three to five solid minutes on feral hogs, but anything that involves our quarterback. No, but um, so, all right, let me ask that. If, if you don't see, if you see mediocre production out of uh, Mariota uh, for the, against the Eagles, is that going to worry you? Not this game, not as much as it would maybe the third or second game. I, I think I think when you get further and further with more and more playing time, the more worrisome I become if he stays mediocre or isn't scoring or whatever. That's that's when I become concerned is, okay, so if he only has two drives, there's no Corey Davis out there, no A.J. Brown out there. For whatever godforsaken reason, they decided to award uh, Taewon Taylor and put him outside. <laughs> so, you know – 
and so there's going to be a little bit of that first game isn't going to be probably the best gauge. It's really the second and third game that I'm going to be keeping a closer eye on. Mike, do you does it bother you if Mariota has a ho hum showing for the first game? I, I could care less about how the the offense looks, honestly. You know, because I, I wrote about this in my little preview piece for the the game on Music City Miracles. Uh, the first drive of the first team offense last year against the Packers, we had a nine yard touch or a nine play touchdown drive that included a 38 yard uh, completion to Nick Williams and a four yard touchdown pass to Darius Jennings. Nick Williams did not catch a single pass during the regular season and dropped one of the biggest passes of the season. And Darius Jennings did not catch a single touchdown pass all season. So what you see in that first drive is not likely to be a really great preview of what's to come in the regular season. Now, like if Zach said, you get three games in and Mariota just looks completely disheveled and the offense hasn't, you know, got more than like two first downs and it just looks like a disaster. Sure. I'll be a little bit worried then, but I, you can't overreact one way or another to what you see in preseason because Nick Williams and his 38-yard reception sure didn't translate last year. Well, now I'm sad. No, that is <laughs> – thanks, Mike. <laughs> we don't talk about Nick Williams unless we absolutely have to, okay? <laughs> I felt like it was very relevant because somebody, somebody out there, and it's going to happen on Twitter, is going to see this first drive and overreact one way or another. Like, yeah. Like right. either Tajay Sharp's going to catch an 80 yard bomb and they're going to be like, oh my God, Tajay Sharp is Randy Moss. Or it's going to be, <laughs> you know, Mariota comes out and throws an interception. And they're like, ah, cut his ass. Start Woodside. Like one of those two <laughs> things is going to happen. So I'm ready for it. I'm ready yeah. for the Tannehill had a solid game. We have a quarterback controversy. <laughs> I'm fully, oh, I am fully wow. expecting that. By midday Friday, I'm just gonna go ahead. Yeah, and I will that. say this: by the end of game preseason game three, if if Ryan Tannehill has looked exponentially better than Marcus has, there will be going into week four of the preseason and going into Shit. the regular season a quarterback controversy. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I don't care what anybody. I don't care what this fucking documentary says that's out tonight about Marcus. It there is gonna be a quarterback controversy because you are. You have you do have one. You have created one. Well, not only that, but there are so few of them in the league this year. Yeah, that the, like ESPN is going to be thirsty as hell for any kind of who do you who would you go with? Yeah, and, and, and so and, that's going to be. And, and, and let me say this: it, there may still not be one in the in the front office or the staff, but you know someone is going to be whispering among that staff and among that locker room. You know, Tannehill has looked really good, <laughs> yeah. and and it's it's just bound to happen. I, I please, feel like it's an inevitable. Marcus Marcus has to perform for this not to happen. And I, I'm telling you, I, I I hope he does. But I have a gut feeling that twenty nineteen is a shitty year already that this is gonna happen and make all of our lives worse. <laughs> Mike, I hate to say it like an asshole riding down the interstate with a cigarette in his mouth during fire season in California, I'm ready to flick that motherfucker out the window and watch <laughs> and, it roll. <laughs> And you guys accuse me of being a downer with Nick Williams talk. My God, y'all are already trying to. <laughs> we're, we're joined by we're joined by Mike Miracles. You can find him at debbydowner.org. So <laughs> let's Christ. let's roll right into the Eagles game. Um, Mike, start us off. What do you want to see out of this Eagles game, and specifically, 
what player are you watching? Does it even matter? Can we just go ahead and talk about the first overall pick already? All right. We're... <laughs> <laughs> Michael, can you please get Twitter off the phone and, <laughs> and come back? You, you've, you've heard it here first. Quarterback controversy called by Mike Miracles. We're going to tank it for the first round pick. Who is going to be our first round pick next year, Mike? I'm not going to let you guys clip this and use this as a uh, promo for we the, would the never. podcast. He I, I so believe well. you most certainly would. Uh, Mike so, Miracle no, specifically uh, no saying response. Vrabel's a bust. What in the hell's going on on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all are assholes. Let me, let me, all right, let me get these. Uh, let me get the feral pigs back in the cage. So, Eagles game. What players are you watching for? What are you watching for in this preseason game? All right. So I, I seriously think. You know, the things that you can look for in preseasons, you want the guys that are kind of edge of the roster, guys trying to make the team to pop a little bit. And and you've heard some buzz about some of the guys that have had good starts to camp. And you got to keep in mind, we're just 10 days in, so it's not time to, to form full, uh, complete, closed opinions on those guys just yet. But they can continue to build that case in the preseason. One of the guys that I'm most excited about seeing is uh, Anthony Ratliff-Williams, the undrafted receiver out of North Carolina. Um, with Cameron Batson's injury and the uh, um, the, the kind of open situation at that wide receiver spot, I feel like there's, there's several guys that are kind of in the mix for – a possible wide receiver six spot. And ideally you'd like that guy to also be able to return kicks or punts. Um, Ratliff Williams has a lot of kick return experience. He did it well at North Carolina, had a couple touchdowns, uh, kickoff returns for touchdowns, uh, played on a pretty terrible offense, which I think is, is kind of a big reason why he went undrafted, but was a big time playmaker for, uh, for that team the last couple of years and he's had a good camp. He's got really good ball skills um, and he, he's a dynamic guy with the ball in his hand. So I'm excited to see what he looks like and see if he can make some big plays. He's one of those guys that I think could, could really flash and, and draw the love of uh, Titans fans who are always excited to jump on the uh, bandwagon of a undrafted wide receiver. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Corey Levin, and really just the center position overall. Uh, Hironis was the center for the scrimmage, and reports coming out there, a couple people walked away impressed, uh, staff and stuff like that. And he's someone that hasn't got a lot of play, so it may not be this preseason game, but Corey Levin's, if that's who the guys, the Titans, want to, to work out in that position. The best case scenario for them is that Levin proves that he's athletic enough, he's smart enough, and strong enough to do everything you need him to do in this because he's cheap. They don't then they won't they won't have to look for a center next year in the draft or because they're probably going to have to be looking for a right tackle. So to me, what Corey Levin does in this game will tell us a lot about what can happen in the future with this offensive line. Can they move Ben Jones into the right guard spot? Because Nate, Nate Davis is injured, he hasn't been back. Our third round pick, he hasn't been back to practice since he got uh, injured, and I'm not sure what the injury is. Mike, do you know what the injury is by chance? Have they disclosed it? No, they they haven't. I, I think um, the reports the day he went down were that he it was like the last period of a practice, and he went over and took a knee and was talking to a trainer, and then walked off. Um, you know. It, I think I heard somebody mention something about dehydration, but I don't know how 
real that that report is and of course you know dehydration can mean anything from actual dehydration to a hamstring pull uh when you talk to this coaching staff so yeah and so we're looking for our best five starting offensive linemen and if if Corey Levin, if the separate, if Corey Levin is better than Ben Jones, and Ben Jones is better than Pampfield, then that is our prime offensive line going forward. But Corey Levin has to show that he could do it on a consistent basis. So I'm really interested to see what the offensive line looks like in tomorrow night's game. Can I just selfishly say that I hope that Hironis Grosso yeah doesn't get the job because I have a lazy American tongue. And I don't want to say that a lot. <laughs> well, you get just think of it this way: we all got you saying uh, Rob Baronis, Heronis. Okay, now you're, you're selling me on it a little yeah. bit. All right, uh, the guy I'm looking at is uh, going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I want to see Imani Hooker, and uh, there's been a lot of chat and chatter about him being super underrated or super, uh, basically a diamond in the rough as a draft pick and I want to see that come to fruition a little bit in the preseason to see kind of what all the hype's about. So I feel like an idiot answering this question because when I originally <laughs> looked at it, I was kind of thinking overall preseason, the rest of training camp. So my choice was Adam Humphreys and I'm thinking how much realistically do we think Adam Humphreys is going to play? Well, that's a good maybe, question. Maybe two drives. <laughs> you uh, think that's least, it? I think it's uh, pops two drives. You think his drives are strictly tied to uh, Marcus's drives? Oh, absolutely. I, I think as soon as Marcus comes out of the game, Davis and Humphreys come out too. Well, I'll, I'll at least still stick to my answer because Humphreys is – I just want to see a little bit di- you know, a little bit different dynamic out of the wide receiver core because – It's a shiny new toy. Yeah, it's a shiny new toy. Every time we start – or at least it seems like for the last couple of years that we've started the season, the wide receiver core has just not been great. So – I want to see how he meshes and, and gels. I know some of that's going to have to depend on how well Mariota does, and that's a whole other thing. Um, but that's my answer, Humphreys. Well, and you got to think that we've invested so much money in Humphreys for, for the slot, so you want to see him have that connection with Marcus. You want to see him be the chain mover that we know he can be as well and that target in the middle of the field. So, th- I mean, so still, whether he plays one or two drives, you still kind of want to see an impact from those one or two drives. Mike, what's your last thoughts on this preseason game? I, I, I won't be honest. I, I hate to say this on a Titans podcast, but preseason to me, unfortunately, by the time I get to the third quarter, I'm probably going to be texting a lot. I, I so I, I actually enjoy it because I'm I'm a sick I know freak you do. Who, uh, who likes watching like the dudes at the bottom of the roster and try to try to pick out a guy that might be able to bubble up and make a make a roster spot. I mean, if you look at the roster last year, the Titans ended up keeping four undrafted free agents, um, and all four of those guys were dudes that were, aside from Sharif Finch, Sharif Finch was definitely on the radar uh, pretty early on, but uh, Aaron Stinney, Cameron Batson, and uh, Matt Dickerson were not exactly – um, pro, you know, popular picks to make the roster at any point until right before, and even even the day before, I think people were still not putting them in their 53-man roster projections. So I think there is the possibility for some of these guys that are playing in the third and fourth quarter to end up pushing themselves into a roster spot. It, you know, it seems like this is a team that, that allows that to be a possibility. But um, yeah, I, I think 
you want to see the offensive line and defensive line play pretty well because the Eagles, if you look at the Eagles depth chart, they're often their second team offensive line and second team defensive line are better than probably some starting NFL uh, line. So the Titans are going to get a, a pretty stiff test, uh, even among the backups uh, in those groups. And you want to see them at least compete and hold their own in the trenches uh, against the Eagles. So Mike is pretty much watching preseason games like Charlie off. It's always sunny in the mailroom. He's connecting dots. There's <laughs> yeah. red threads everywhere. He's got <laughs> Heronis is written on the wall in red and just like a crazy asshole. I'm gonna, I, I'll be honest. I'll watch this preseason game multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. You have a problem. I do. You do have a problem. And how many times have you won our fantasy football league? Uh, just the one. Just, just the, the one. one. That's that's embarrassing considering how much preseason football you watch. So with that nice little dagger, does anybody <laughs> else have, uh, have anything else they want to say about this Eagles game? No, but the Eagles are a great game out of the gate to really ju- judge the depth and quality of our own roster. Okay. So I, I'm, I am very, I will probably watch the full four quarters. Oh yeah. No, I, I certainly will. I mean, I'm, I'm making a facetious asshole joke about texting or the, well, but I, I wouldn't watch, blame anybody. I, not watched, watch <laughs> I watched all four quarters of the damn hall of fame game. Oh wow. Just, you, you made it way further than just I because <laughs> I was just because it's football and I'm sitting there trying to tell myself it's football, like a relationship that's yeah. long dead and you're not talking to each other. If, if I watch Logan Woodside play four quarters for the San Antonio Commanders, then I can watch Logan Woodside play four quarters in a Titans preseason game. Is, is In this scenario where it's it's a dead relationship, is Matt Schaub the cat that she took from you? Matt Schaub is the guy that she's cheating on you with and you don't understand why because he clearly sucks. Like, your life's not that great and your relationship sucks, but... She's sleeping with Daryl with the, from the break factory. It's like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> he works at a break factory. So, anyways, um, I'm I'm really excited about this next topic because the three of you all have admitted off mic that you have not read this article, and I'm very excited. Uh, the Athletic, I believe this article came out today. Uh, it was written by, and of course, I'm blanking on it. Uh, Dan Pompey, of course, the Athletic again. Adam Gase, now the head coach of uh, the Jets, and one of the worst introductions i've ever seen like can we, has anyone come up with a good explanation for the fucking rolling eyeballs in his head oh some i think it was dr chow the nfl doctor there was some doctor saying that there was a medical explanation that was not cocaine like co- cocaine based <laughs> that that there was a legit like it was the lights it was it was adrenaline mixed with the lights, the flashing, photography, and all this stuff. That it was some scientific explanation for it. Someone someone's gonna have to explain that one to me, like I'm five. So. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to find that article or tweet that someone explained the medical reasons behind why his eyes did that. So I mean, just <laughs> I don't know why I thought this, but just imagine being in court saying, "Your Honor, I have a scientific explanation that does not involve cocaine use." Yeah. <laughs> Well, cocaine science, you know, chemical <laughs> well, substance. It is. It's yeah. jungle science. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds terrible. That almost sounds like I, I feel. I feel like I have to bleep that out. I feel like I just <laughs> feel like I just said something bigoted. But so, all right, we're we're, we're, it's we're jungle we're, science. Jungle Let's science. Like I, I'm, and I'm saying it again. <laughs> Quit saying it. Just stop saying the, those are you, words. Are you are you trying to think of juggos? Is that what it is? No, or what is the insane clown posse? Yeah, he's, he's saying that. 
that cocaine is traditionally made in jungle it countries. Is, it is specifically made in jungle. <laughs> oh, so with, you're like, saying with jungle. With cocoa jungle. leaves and yeah. oh, gasoline. I thought, he, I thought he said juggle like clowns juggle. Oh, not juggling And that was, really, yeah. that was really throwing me for a loop. Juggling is not science. That's just a, a failed application of life. Um, <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> but not you, There's the one juggler listener out there that's like, you know what? Get just You go ahead and get fucked because I'm not listening to you anymore. He goes, well, I'll just have to switch to yo-yos now. <laughs> you ruined us for the clown demographic. So Adam Gase, Adam Gase is kind of a he's a he's a shithead. I mean, he's sassy. He's sassy, and it's not a good sassy. It's not the kind of sassy you want to deal with. I didn't have time to read this entire athletic article. It's pretty big, but it goes into depth. His wife provides some in depth look at their life, and her life with him sounds pretty miserable. Is Almost, it like Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, I don't know if it's quite Stockholm Syndrome, more of just that he's just an idiot. He's a whiny man baby. Um, <laughs> so, recently, she left him at home to dog sit. I think they have two dogs. And <clears throat> while he was at home dog sitting, now this is a quote from her. Is it dog sitting if they're your dog? <laughs> I, didn't understand, I didn't understand that either, but when you hear the next part of the tale I'm going to get into, you might understand where I'm going with this because I think he views his family and everything around it as just a, a bothersome accessory. <laughs> like it's a business that came with the money and the contract. It's like his second job. That, like he's like moonlighting that pesky wife of mine. That's like saying dogs. I was house sitting at my own house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to go home and make sure that bitch doesn't burn down. But so he texted his wife while he was dog sitting his own dogs and asked her to order lunch on Uber eats for him. What? Oh my what? god! Wow. Now, how does? That, oh my! Yeah, god. like you have the device in front of you that you're using to text your wife that you can simply just open another page, open an app, and order some food for you. Which, by the way, I think has everyone on this podcast used Uber Eats? Yes. Do you not yes. feel shitty every time you do it? No, I do. I feel fantastic. I feel at least eight percent shitty every time I order. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, I could order this. And drive 10 minutes to go pick it up, and it would be 10 bucks cheaper. Yeah, but that's 20 minutes you spent on the road, it gas is. money. Instead, you can finish <laughs> watching but, You can finish watching 30 Rock, finish some episodes, and you never have but, to really take but a But let break. me give you an example. The other night I ordered, <laughs> I don't even want to say this on mic, but the other night I ordered a hot dog and fries from Five Guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, their hot dogs are amazing, <laughs> but I had a grown adult drive me a hot dog and fries to my house all right i didn't even put a hot dog and fries in the oven like chicken nuggets or something like i i opened my phone and said oh my god i need somebody else to bring me a hot dog so am i worse than adam gates that's what but, i want you to look at this way this topic someone is is depending on someone like you are they for income are they? Yeah, because if it wasn't for people like us ordering from Uber Eats, these people would not have income. Somebody... And listen, lately, the people that have been delivering my Uber Eats, they need the money because the car cars have been really nasty, and I'm really scared to eat from the food from some of these Uber Eats cars. So you're not lazy. You're stimulating the yeah. economy. That's what. You, that's how you got to think about it. You're a job wow. creator. Not... You're a giver. I'm not yeah. buying this argument. <laughs> I'm not buying this argument. Now, I will say, I ate the hot dog and fries without remorse. Without remorse, devoured it. But did you eat them? Did you eat the hot dog with ketchup? No. Mustard? No. Mayonnaise? Just plain? Ranch? <laughs> that was it. Ranch and a touch of mayo. No. It had Ooh. onions and cheese and jalapenos on it. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the stuff. That's, right that's, that's quality, right? Yeah. 
there's no way this person is going home and paying their cell phone bill and they, saying, thank God that asshole ordered that hot dog today. <laughs> if they were $5 so maybe, short on tip, they, they were. more grateful. Yeah. They got a drove across town and picked up this asshole's corn dogs. <laughs> Anyways, so you text your wife to get her to order Uber and Eats? And there's so many options. So if he's, already, I mean. do, if he's already doing that, if he's that anal, can you imagine all the options and, and different things he's substituting throughout the whole thing and then relying on someone else to do that for you? Do, no. Do you think that, okay, this is my Did the thought. order come back right? That's what I want to well, know. Well, but you're, see, I, I feel like you're going down the path of, like, he called her and gave all these choices. I kind of take it as more of a, just a very lazy, like, Oh, will you just give me some lunch? <laughs> like, not it just so order. So it's like, where do you want to go eat? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I want where some, do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, I want somebody to make the choice for me. Yeah. So, so, so basically, <laughs> up in New York, which probably has thirteen thousand restaurants, just probably on Uber Eats right? itself. He's asked his wife to just randomly bring him home something. Is that what you're? No, not even bring of? him home. Like. Has her, or has her get on her phone in order to go food for while him. she's at the opera. While she, yeah, while she's doing whatever it she's was that opera. involved her getting away from him and those damn dogs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're gone for the day. You're hanging out with your friends, but sweetheart, can you get on Uber Eats and get me a hot dog and fries? Do we know if he's not the actual person who wrote the article about air conditioning being sexist? Could oh he God. have been it? We're, we, we've gotten there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Mike, your thoughts, Adam Gase. What an asshole. <laughs> Good. Hold on to that. So, <laughs> 2013, he is with the the Denver Broncos at this point, right? Is he the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach at that point? Offensive, uh, offensive coordinator. coordinator. All right. So, him and Peyton Manning apparently had a standing appointment every Tuesday. I don't know what. Just to, to, just to stand? Just to stand and look at each other. That's a good job. Um, That's pretty good. <laughs> so this is what Pompey writes, and I'm going to read this verbatim. The file for October 1st, 2013 is particularly interesting. Every Tuesday when he was in Denver, Gase met with Manning at 2 p.m., except this Tuesday when Jennifer, his wife, was delivering Wyatt, his son, by cesarean section. <clears throat> Gase told his wife to schedule the operation for 10 a.m., so they pulled, this is his wife now quoted. So they pulled the baby out of me and said, it's a boy, Jennifer says. They didn't even put my organs back and sew me up before he looks at me and says, you good? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm good. He said, all right, then I'm out. They said, you want to cut the umbilical cord? He says, no, I'm good. At 2 p.m., Manning was stunned to find Gase waiting for him in the meeting room. Manning. You gotta be kidding me. Did your wife just have a baby two hours ago? Gase. Yeah, but did you really think I was going to let you win this one? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I I mean, seriously. You good? (laughs) You good. And I love that she describes that they haven't even put all my organs back inside of me. So, So Keith recently out of a relationship. Zach is engaged. Mike is married. I cannot get a woman to tolerate for more than three months. I'm going to stick to you three. If your wife, girlfriend, fiance has more than a severe paper cut, you can't let 20 seconds go by and go, you good? 
You have to baby. You have to give him that 20 right. seconds of babying. If your wife drops a glass on her foot and you don't let 15 minutes go by, then you go, you good? You're going to get your ass whipped for that. Yeah. What? Uh, wow. I mean, how is this guy? This guy's a total psychopath. Like, I, I it's being competitive and, like, really hyper-focused is great and all, but that is, like, taking it way too far. I wish I wish Peyton would have fired back. Well, I guess I'll I'll still win the father competition right. or the husband competition because you suck at it. I mean, how's Peyton supposed to one up that? Like, have Gase in on his wife's next birth? <laughs> hey, could you could you be here for my wife's birth? Why go watch film? <laughs> I just don't. I mean, like, I, seriously, I don't know what to say to that. So I wish Gase would have said, "Well, I got someone filming it, so I'll break it down later." So I want to I want to <laughs> use this as what is that cover three? <laughs> <laughs> I want to use this as the next hypothetical, which is completely tasteless. What happens first? Gase's wife leaving him or him getting fired by the Jets? I, I am stunned that she's still with him. I know. I am just she's stunned. Still if, with him yeah. Money is a hell of a point. drug. Yeah. She's, but, she's with him. Yeah, she's with him for life. I, I bet she Ride could walk die, in. Listen, she could walk into a hospital room, and there is Gase having his mistress deliver the baby and he could stay for three hours after the baby's birth to make sure that she's okay and i think this wife would still stay with her i mean that's i it's just i mean it's incredible but and so i read the lunch story first because that apparently has happened very recently and i wanted to read that one first because a the baby thing is so much more ridiculous but the baby story happened in 2013 i mean we're almost three quarters of the way through 2019 so he's just dog sitting. He's not even kid sitting. I mean, he like, where's the kid in is, all this? That is an excellent point about this story that doesn't tell. And I haven't where's read the, the whole story yet. Kid? Where is the kid? Like, he's watching dogs. Where are the children? Is he I, mad I like because one of them couldn't order Uber Eats? The, the kids are at the kennel. <laughs> and the dogs are being dog sat at home. And, uh, I like to imagine that the, the wife is like running around doing errands or whatever with like three kids hanging off of her yes. arm and he's sitting at home with the one dog and he's like hey i'm really swamped with this dog can you uh get some, <laughs> get some lunch out of my way she's like i'm at Publix. like i'm literally bringing you food home oh but i want a hot dog <laughs> and i want somebody in a filthy 94 corolla so to this, bring it to me so this story is just littered this article is just littered with stories like this from his wife. I don't. So I don't. I don't know. I. I. I really don't know the whole purpose of the article. Obviously, I want to get a better glimpse at who Adam Gase is, but she provides a good chunk of the information in the article, and she tells these two stories. So, so now, now the Jets have mainly given him control of over the whole organization, right? If you're the like, psychopath, yeah, is is got personnel uh powers oh, and, they, and coaching right yeah because he's obviously a people person yeah obviously i mean this if you read this article and you're the jets front office you're uh what are they, the, the they woody allen read. woody johnson what's the guy's name sure uh Keenan allen. chris yeah. christopher johnson that's yeah. it and and you're sitting there reading this you have to be thinking to yourself i have really doomed this franchise by hiring this fucking the, lunatic because they don't, they don't have a gm right <laughs> I don't think they do so. now, but but yeah. it's like oh, a fake okay. GM, right? They I mean, hired, no, 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 no. They, fake... they hired uh, Joe Douglas from the Eagles. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, God, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Well, like, I'm, well, that's right. good because if when Gase gets hungry, he can text Joe to order Uber Eats for him. <laughs> Joe, 
I'm having <laughs> I'm having to dog sit this quarterback. Joe Joe's down there scouting uh, scouting uh, receivers down in Alabama, and he's like fucking Gase again. Got to got to get five guys delivered. Sam's over here chewing on the couch. Can you just call me something, dude? <laughs> I could totally see Sam Darnold chewing on a couch, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just okay. The, I don't know. The baby story is crazy, but for some reason, the Uber Eats thing bothers me more. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I, like Mike was saying, the the over the top, hyper focused NFL coaches, players, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee there's someone else in the league, whether it's a player or a coach or a GM that has a relatively similar story to where the wife just gave birth, daughter just gave birth, something. And they're like, you good? And they just bolted. I guarantee there's another person in the NFL well, that's who, who played the game last year? It was Carlos Hyde in the Browns game. Like, his wife gave birth, and then he immediately went over and played football. And it and it, there was a, up to the point where they thought that he wasn't even going to make it to the stadium. So it must have been pretty close to a, something like that, where he was just was like... Was this when he was with the Jags? No, with, with the, the Browns? Browns last year. This was the Thursday night game. And they traded him? Yeah. You did trade him. So if you're, if you're Carlos Hyde and you're in the delivery room, are you thinking about A, baby, just focus and breathe, you're going to get through this, or B, oh my God, if I leave now for the stadium, I'm still going to warm up. <laughs> you're probably hoping that she passes out during childbirth. I've still got, oh my God, I've still got to get there, and those cleats are a bitch to put on too. I wonder if he just like wore his complete uniform, you know, there with the shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> just clicking, clacking down the hallways. Just <laughs> click, clack, clack, clack. Mike, monetary value. What would it cost you for you to look at your wife and say, I'm at home dealing with these damn dogs. I need you to meet, order me lunch. Uh, God, I, I mean, I, I honestly can't even imagine myself doing that. You got it. Because- you're making the choice. You're calling her now. You're making the order. How much is it going to cost you? Oh, it's going to cost me at least two fifty. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. In oh, yeah. in just straight cash or flowers or what happens? Yeah, there? gifts, just... gifts, and apologies and. <laughs> Zach, how much does it cost you? Uh, it would it would cost me any chance of salvaging a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that would be the end? Oh, of it? it'd be over. If I was sitting at home doing nothing and she was out with her friends or at work or running <laughs> errands and I said, hey, you know, I really, I, Huxley, you know, he's over here asleep on my leg. Could you uh, order Uber Eats for me? I'd, she'd come home, grab Huxley, grab everything that she owns real quick in a suitcase and leave. Keith, how far into a relationship do you get before you're comfortable with looking at her and saying, I'm going to tell another grown adult to bring me a hot dog and fries? Day one. Day one. <laughs> you got you to set the tone early. The morning after we came home from the bar. That's smart. You, you got to set that tone early. Yeah. Hey, Caitlin, it gets out it's, of control. It's, it's Caitlin, right? Uh, listen, I'm ordering a hot dog and fries. Do you want something? Yeah, you, you just look her right in the eye and like, I'm going to take a nap. Will you order me some Uber Eats, please? You good? No, we got to wait till she's she gets home and... You know, you're supposed to wait three days to text. You should wait three days to text and then text, hey, can you order me something from Uber Eats? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm down. That's my next uh, that's my next trial and error session. Zach, what's, what's, the, what's the most regretful thing you've ordered on Uber Eats? Oh, um, I, I've ordered, uh, I've spent probably $70 on Uber Eats for a meal for just myself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just me. I didn't know Fleming delivered. Hey, treat yourself. And, and, no, no, baby. and it, listen, 
it was not like a Fleming style restaurant. I mean, this is we're talking like I probably ordered buffalo wings. I ordered a fish sandwich. I ordered this. I ordered like five different items, and it totaled out to seventy dollars, which is not were a bad deal. But it's for one person. Were Damn. you time traveling? No, no, no. I wasn't drunk. I was just, I was just extremely hungry. Did Ruth Chris build the boiler broiler like in your foyer and cook that steak? So I ordered. I ordered. Um, I ordered crystals one night on Uber Eats, and it was a simple thing. It, I was intoxicated to the point that I shouldn't have been eating anything, but I ordered it anyway, and it was one of those where you're sitting on the couch. You could go to sleep at any second, but you're like, I have to stay awake. I ordered food like an asshole at 1 o'clock in the morning. So but this guy shows up and hands me this bag that weighs like 10 pounds, and I'm like, <laughs> I go drunkenly, like, what is this? And he goes, I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, just the most exasperated, like, dude, I brought it to you. I didn't check it. And seriously, it was like 24 crystals, a thing of wings. Like, I think I'd ordered like four burgers and fries. It was like a whole huge thing of fries. I ate like six burgers and just left it out on the counter all night. They, they don't check orders <laughs> either. Hell they, no. And that, that's oh, the most frustrating no. thing. If you order a drink and the drink's not set out by this by the restaurant you ordered it from, you're not fucking getting that drink. All right, let me, oh, I've never had like a weird order happen, but I did. I was drunk. I think we had gone to Steeplechase, so we've been drinking like all day. And I oh, had uh, I had just house sat <laughs> slash dog sat for for Michael actually, <laughs> and I ordered five guys, and I just ordered like a hamburger and fries. Should have got the dog. Whatever, dude. And so uh, the guy, like he, I get the notification. He's picking up my order and he's bringing it to me. Uh, Eventually, I get a phone call from the guy. And he's like, hey, I'm outside. Uh, <laughs> and so I go, no, you're not. He goes, yeah, I am. I'm outside. You're at uh, this address. And I go, oh, oh my no. fucking God. I've done this. <laughs> I Uber Eats to Mike's place from when I was house sitting for him. And so I had to just go, is there any way that I can change the address on this? And he goes, no. And I go, all right, well, keep it, I guess. <laughs> And then I had to order the same thing a fucking again because I was so lazy and drunk. I was at a real quick. I was at someone's house and uh, I had brought Huxley and for whatever they have a dog and Huxley peed on their curtains to mark his territory. It's good. So I ordered cleaning supplies uh, through Amazon Prime and had it ordered. And so a couple of days later, I'm ordering on Amazon Prime again, and I'm ordering, and I'm ordering this huge table. I'm ordering a table for the podcast. I'm okay. ordering stuff for the podcast. And uh, and then they say it's here, and I start walking around the whole house. I don't see it. And then I'm like, oh, where did they drop it? And they drop drop a pin, of course. And they dropped it at my friend's house. So I, I you know, I texted the friend and said, hey, if I make your ring doorbell go off, I'm not stealing anything. I actually just uh, had something accidentally delivered. To which it literally looks like to anyone else yeah. watching that you're doing what all of us are afraid of. <laughs> right. Package stealing on somebody's front <laughs> yeah. door. You walked up, you grabbed package, you just leave with it. Yeah. Mike, have you ordered anything shameful? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, I always feel bad when I order the the shit. It's like you order an appetizer, a full meal, and some desserts, you know, and it gets there, and you just eat the whole thing and feel like you're about to die on the couch. That That is the worst. And, and I always feel like when they <laughs> drop the bag off, that you know they oh, see judging. the dessert sitting on top and they're like you badass they're they're absolutely judging i know every time i'm gonna admit to the fact that i've ordered multiple hot dogs now um 
that <laughs> I know you're really, that they're, you're really they're exposing like, yourself. They're like, wow, I'm, I'm handing, I'm handing this bastard a hot dog and fries. <laughs> like I just drove and got this guy a hot dog. What in God's name has he been doing all day? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get a disguise simply to go to the door to pick up my Uber Eats. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the same guy I brought the hot? Just just leave the background. Yes, the chocolate cake's mine. <laughs> oh, that's wait, that's the next uh, that's the next change. So now we need to develop an app for somebody who goes to your door to get your shit for you so you don't have to face the shame of picking up the Uber Eats. I like this. I wanted to get so asinine because there are now delivery services for like snacks. So if I want somebody to go get me a one pound bag of flaming hot Cheetos and a Mountain Dew, like that can happen. And I'm afraid it may happen before Christmas. Afraid it may happen in the next hour and a half. I'm afraid I may have to do it now and have it. There's going to be a knock on the door at the at the house. And is there is there Mr. Uh, Gillum here? (laughs) And it's just Gillum in a in a dreads wig. And they just look at you. Did you get two bags? Yeah, I gave got two bags of Cheetos. I see you didn't get the honey bun. All right, that's all I got. I think we should probably wrap this up. People don't want to listen to us talk about food anymore. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, and was- my my Uber Eats guy is here anyway, so this is a good time to get off. <laughs> oh my God. That's going to do it for us. As always, please rate, subscribe, find us on whatever podcast, lovely download thingy that you use. This is horrible. This outro is just going terrible. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Cast, whatever you use for your podcast. Uber feed. Eats. Uber Eats. Um, when that Uber Eats shows up in a 96 Honda Accord, please tell them that you have a podcast that you like listening to. But just don't listen to the last 20 minutes where they make fun of people like you. Um, <laughs> leave us a rating, review. That stuff helps us immensely. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at FWordsPod. For Zach Lyons, Mike Herndon, Keith Herndon, oh my God. and myself, Mr. Lebowski. I'm going to stop talking now. You've just been hogged. <laughs> hogged. <laughs>